Hey there, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life where we help you get the great loving relationship that you are looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you are not because I firmly believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me, do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing to the channel if you are not already. Um, before we go and get into today's video topic, which is why your ex won't talk to you and maybe some ways that you can get around that, I want to just let everyone once again know that um, I'm engaging in a dialogue with people that are subscribed to my newsletter, people that uh, you know follow me on YouTube and all that stuff, um, about possibly starting some um, private coaching sessions again and also doing maybe a um, interactive course that has some sort of group coaching component built into it. And uh, if that's something that you're interested in, there is a link in the description for this video that will put you on a, a page where you can basically sign up um, for an interest list where I can actually talk back and forth with you and everybody else on the interest list so we can figure all of this out together because I don't have a concrete uh, offer for you just yet, but I believe that if we engage in this dialogue, we can come up with something that's going to meet everybody's needs. Um, so definitely check that out below if that's something that you're interested in. So um, today we're talking about why your ex won't talk to you. And there are a couple of reasons why this might happen. Um, we're gonna go through those. Uh, first of all, the first reason why your ex may not talk to you is because of hurt feelings or emotions or baggage from before, during, or after the breakup. You know, you know it's no surprise that breakups can be um, emotional issue, can be emotional events that bring up emotional issues. And uh, sometimes in the heat of the moment, we say things that we may not necessarily mean or maybe we regret saying later or um, things of that nature. And as the result of that, you know, your ex might feel hurt Again, I don't know the specifics of your breakup and why that happened, um, but your ex might still be holding on to some pain from, you know, maybe some betrayal or something like that, or maybe some harsh words that you said or whatever. And if your ex is still holding on to that hurt and pain, then it's acting kind of like a shield that's blocking any attempt you have at trying to connect with them. And until you can get them to let go of that hurt and pain, it's going to be difficult for them to actually talk to you, actually be open and receptive to talking to you. Now, I know that a lot of people have probably tried things such as apologizing to their ex. Um, and I know that this doesn't really work for a lot of people because um, apologizing, you know, for most people it's just like, hey, I'm sorry I did this. And that's kind of where it is. But um, there's a much more effective way of apologizing, which involves reflecting back to your ex how you imagine that your actions impacted them, what motives you had for behaving or acting in the way that you did at that particular time, and then uh, you know asking for their forgiveness, obviously. And if you can do this, this will really show your ex that you are at least considering seeing the, the situation from their perspective, and you're considering putting yourself in their shoes, and it lets them know that, hey, okay, you're considering how I feel, you're considering what's going on with me, and that can kind of take your apology to the next level, and it can cause them to let go of those hurt feelings and emotions that they might be holding on to. Um, 
The second reason why your ex may not be talking to you right now is uh, because of something called the law of consistency. Okay, so what exactly is this? Um, when we do certain things in life, we tend to act consistent with those decisions, right? So, for example, if you sign up for yoga classes at a yoga studio, you're probably more likely to see yourself as like a yoga doing person, um, or perhaps even more likely to act congruently with that decision by showing up to yoga classes. Now, of course, uh, I speak from personal experience here, but I have a gym membership that I have not gone to in uh, many months due to um, the time demands of being a parent. I severely underestimated those. But, um, you know, for, for a while I did go to the gym. For a while I did exercise, and that was a, a good thing for me. And it was me acting in, in consistent behavior with me signing up for the gym membership. Now, how does this relate to you and your ex? So you and your ex broke up. That's what happened for one reason or another. And your ex is probably going to be acting in consistent behavior with somebody who, you know, went through a breakup. And depending on how they might think about breakups, how they might think about the concept of uh, interacting with an ex or something like that, they may have some sort of belief that says, hey, I'm not allowed to talk to an ex. You shouldn't talk to an ex. Exes break up for a reason. Um, it's like a golden rule that I've heard in some fortune cookie advice somewhere that you shouldn't ever talk to your ex or something like that. And if this is what's going on, then you may just simply need to recontextualize how your ex sees you. So one of the easiest ways to do this is to, for example, just suggest um, that the two of you just stay friends for the time being. And I know that this is uh, a really controversial, controversial subject because a lot of times people are afraid of the friend zone. And in my experience, you don't really need to worry about the friend zone uh, when it comes to your ex. Your ex is always going to see you um, through a romantic lens of some sort because the two of you were together, the two of you were in a relationship, the two of you shared intimate moments and all of that and it's hard to just kind of erase that from their memory. So they're always going to be able to see that in you in some respect. So you really don't need to worry about um, you know, being actually in the friend zone. The friend zone does exist in other contexts such as dating and all that but that's a topic for another day. Um, and uh, the, the idea of being friends with your ex is simply to take the pressure off of trying to decide how the two of you are going to relate right now. Because for better or worse, I mean, I know that you would probably love for your ex to make a decision right now. Are we going to get back together? Do you still love me or whatever? But your ex is probably not emotionally ready to make that decision. And if you put them on the spot, they're probably going to act with consistency towards their previous behaviors, which is, hey, we went through a breakup. I'm better off acting consistently with that behavior, so no, I don't want to get back together. No, we should stay broken up. No, I don't think that we should date or anything like that. And so taking the friend label, uh, it kind of takes the pressure off of them to decide right now, and it buys you some time so that you can focus on uh, building a strong emotional foundation so that they actually have a better um, connection with you so that when they are ready to make that decision, they have more positive experiences with you in order to make that decision rather than just, um, oh, hey, let's look back at all the reasons why we broke up in the first place. Um, the, so yeah, recontextualizing that can definitely break the um, um, law of consistency. The 
the next third reason why your ex may not be talking with you is because they believe that you have a hidden agenda in wanting to contact them, be in touch with them, communicate with them, okay? And oftentimes this hidden agenda looks something like this. You're just talking to me because you want to get back together. You're just talking to me, you're just interacting with me, you're just being nice to me because you want us to get back together. And although that may be absolutely where you are at, you have to see this from your ex's point of view, which is that, okay, you want to get back together with me, but you're not really considering my feelings. You're not really considering where I'm at emotionally. You're not really considering my perspective. You're essentially using me as a means to an end for you to feel better. You kind of understand how that works, right? So you're saying like, I want us to get back together. Why do you want to get back together with your ex? Because it will make me feel good. Okay, so you're saying, I need to get back together with my ex and then I will feel good. So your ex is sort of a means to an end for you to feel good. And from your ex's point of view, that is not something that is an enjoyable experience because you're not really taking into consideration their feelings, their concerns, their emotional desires, okay? So what you wanna do here is instead of focusing on the outcome of getting back together, you want to realize, realize that in effect, you don't really want to get back together with your ex. You want to get back together with your ex because you believe it's going to be like something. You believe it's going to create some sort of great emotional connection between the two of you. You believe that the two of you are gonna feel close. There's gonna be a lot of intimacy, romance, passion, and all of that stuff. And you don't just want to you know, tick the box of saying, okay, I'm back together. We're in a relationship again. Um, you, you want all the good stuff that you believe is gonna come with that. So what is important is to focus not on the outcome, but on the process, okay, of building that emotional connection. The process of interacting with them on a moment by moment basis, on connecting with them in an emotional way. And what happens is as that emotional connection grows stronger and stronger and stronger, the commitment, the relationship will organically grow out of that. Okay, so focus on the connection and the, com and the commitment will come in its own time and place organically. Whereas if you focus on the commitment, what's gonna happen is your ex is gonna think that you have an ulterior motive. They're gonna think that you have a hidden agenda. It's gonna feel weird. They're gonna resist. They're gonna think that you are not considering things from their perspective and so on and so forth. Now, the fourth uh, reason why your ex may not be talking to you, may not be responding to you, is because you may simply just be communicating with them uh, via media such as text messages, Facebook messages, emails, et cetera, uh, phone calls, all that stuff, um, in a way that's not really um, inspiring them to want to reply to you. There's two main ways that people uh, screw this up. The first one is by kind of doing the, the emotional dump method. <laughs> um, and that's where you just sort of like pour your heart out. You talk about all the, you know, reasons why you love them, all the intense emotions that you feel about them, and all of that stuff. And if your ex has any of these other things that we've talked about in this video going on, they might feel like a, an initial resistance towards interacting with that kind of message, that email, that voice message, that whatever, and it, it, they're, they're going to feel guilty about it because, you know, they don't want to think of themselves as the kind of person that hurts people, but, you know, if you go out and break up with somebody, you're probably going to hurt their feelings. Um, and so they want to avoid that feeling of guilt, so they'll distance themselves from it. So uh, definitely, there is a time and place for the heartfelt uh, emotional dump, but most of the time people put it in the wrong place. So that's one thing that you may not want to uh, do when you're contacting your ex. The other side of the coin is that people um, 
can also interact with their ex, especially via text message and stuff like that, um, in ways that is not really conducive to an emotional engagement. You know, they may just send very bland or generic messages like, hey, what's up? Hope you're doing well. You know, things of that nature. And um, there are, if your ex is going to respond, there's really two kinds of ways that they could respond. One is by responding with an equally uninvested type of response, which if they're going to respond, they're probably going to do. And so they might respond by, you know, hey, back at you, or, um, you know, oh, I'm doing good, or I'm doing fine. And, you know, then you're just kind of left with like, okay, well, how do I respond to that? I'm doing good too. Uh, great. I'm glad you're doing fine. And then you're just kind of volleying back and forth these kind of fluff messages that don't really lead anywhere, and then it just becomes weird. Um, the other way that your ex might respond, which is less likely, um, unless your ex is highly interested in connecting with you and restoring a connection with you, is that they will start to commit emotionally to the conversation, right? So they might tell you like some of the specifics about how they're doing. They might actually share and be vulnerable about uh, their emotional state, what's going on with them, and all of that stuff. And this is much more rarer. Uh, it, it absolutely can happen, but it's more rare because you have come in with a very low level of investment, something like, hey, what's up? And they would respond with a very high level of investment, which is, oh my goodness, I'm so glad to hear from you. This is what's been going on with me lately, blah, 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 all that stuff. And this is unusual. Uh, what, what generally happens is people will meet the level of investment that you have. So if you come in with, hey, what's up? They'll be like, not much, do, doing good, how about you? Oh, I'm doing fine. And then you just kind of end up at this low level of investment. But what can help you is if you're willing to take the lead and be a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more transparent first by telling them a little bit more something unique about what's going on with you. Hey, by the way, you know, I just listened to, I mean, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day, uh, you know, about like sharing a music, uh, type of music, a song or something like that, that, that they heard of that they were listening to recently. And, you know, if you say, hey, I've been listening to this song recently, and then you step up and inject some personality, some vulnerability, some transparency in it by saying, I really feel motivated or I really feel inspired whenever I hear this particular song, can't get out of my head or something like that. It's showing how you're feeling in that moment. It's a, it's a higher level of investment. It's not like crazy. It's not like the dumping your heart out kind of level of investment, but it gives your ex something to latch onto and they can actually say, okay, you're invested in this conversation. Therefore, I can invest in this conversation too. And I know you're not just going to leave me hanging, right? And so you give them something unique and personable about you that they can latch onto, and uh, then they can actually meet your level of transparency, your, your level of um, authenticity, your level of showing up and investment in the conversation um, at at least the same level you're at, if not a little bit higher, if not, you know, maybe a little bit lower, but still better than the, you know, hey, what's up, hi, fine kind of stuff. Um, so those are the four reasons that uh, your ex may not be talking with you, and those are four ways that you can go about navigating around those. Um, once again, if you like what we're doing here, give this video a thumbs up and subscribe if you're not subscribed already. And if you are interested in engaging in this uh, conversation with me and everybody else on the interest list about coaching, whether that's private one-on-one -on -one coaching or some sort of group coaching with interactive, um, with an interactive course component to it, then uh, please go ahead and check out that link down in the description and sign up for that interest list. Um, I'll probably be 
talking with people on that interest list uh, next week to figure out some of the finer details about what this might look like. I'll be sending out surveys and taking your feedback and we can, you know, create this thing together to make sure that it uh, isn't just something that I pull out of my mind, but it's something that we uh, can, can both, you know, you and me and hopefully everybody else on the list too, uh, can find uh, as a valuable thing that works for them. So anyway, that's down below. Okay, with that being said, let's see what folks are talking about today. Okay, P says, hello. John says, hello, sir. Hello, John. Um, or Josh, sorry. <laughs> it's hard to read these like little tiny names uh, without getting too close to the screen, and I don't want you to like see up my nose because I'm getting really close to try and read the comments. But um, what to do if I have grown, and also it has been four months of no contact, and we see each other every day, and still she is not even ready to look me in the eye and still has blocked me on everything. Okay, well, first I'd ask you, what did you spend uh, your time in no contact doing, right? We talked about the biggest no contact mistake last time. I'll go ahead and throw a video card uh, link to that video up there. You can go ahead and check that out. Um, the purpose of no contact is not just to not contact your ex for a period of time, but it's to actually make transformations within yourself so that you can demonstrate to your ex that they're not walking back into the same relationship that they walked out of once you restore contact with your ex. That's really the first thing that I'd um, recommend taking a look at because if your ex sees you as the exact same person that they broke up with, uh, as the same person that you were before no contact, then there really isn't much of an incentive for them to engage with you. There's not much of an incentive for them to talk to you or anything like that. So make sure that you're really demonstrating that change on a like real observable level uh, where they can see that, hey, this is not the same Josh that I broke up with um, or at least interacted with, I guess, four months ago. Uh, Jeff says, I just want to forget. I'm guessing you just want to forget your ex and your relationship. I know it can be tough uh, going through a breakup and uh, feeling a lot of pain and regret and all that stuff, but um, here's what I can promise you. If you can take your breakup, take the pain that you're feeling, take all of that and learn something from it to set you up to have a better life moving forward, a better relationship moving forward, whether that's with your ex or with somebody else. Um, and actually use it as fuel to push you forward into something else, then it can be a truly beautiful thing. Um, you know, my breakups in the past have really opened my eyes to a lot of ways that I was living in my comfort zone, a lot of ways that I was playing it safe, a lot of ways that I was playing small. Um, you know, I used to be a very shy person, like the idea of getting here uh, on a live YouTube video uh, probably would have been absolutely terrifying to me. Um, back before I went through all of this uh, growth of my own. Um, and it was through pushing myself out of my comfort zone, following my breakup, it was through stretching myself that I was able to overcome my shyness, overcome a lot of limitations that, that um, kept me in my comfort zone. And it was, I was able to actually learn how to date. I was actually able to learn how to have a great relationship. And I mean, honestly, if I look back at my breakup and my ex right now, all I want to do is just say thank you so much for that wonderful gift of that breakup. Um, you know, even though we're not together right now, I have grown so much as the result of it. So I know that it can be tough when you're in the thick of it. I know that it can be tough when you're going through that breakup, but 
please do not waste that pain. If you're gonna feel that pain anyway, you might as well use it as a catalyst for opening up a better life for you, a better relationship for you, whether that's with your ex or with somebody else, um, and a better experience for yourself, okay? So please do not waste an ounce of the pain that you are feeling right now. Okay, let's see what else are folks talking about. Have to scroll through these comments again, guys. It's, um, once again, I know the comments are really neatly organized on your end, but for me, they're just these tiny bubbles that vanish after a few moments. Um, so this would be the opposite if she does talk to you after a long no contact period. A good thing, I mean. Um, so if your ex is talking to you after a no contact period, what's going on is, number one, they could potentially miss you, right? So um, after, the, after you've not spoken to them for a while, they've you know, started to feel the, the absence of your presence and they start to say, you know, hey, that was actually uh, a really nice dynamic that we had. Maybe, maybe I uh, took you for granted. Maybe I underestimated how great it was interacting with you and all that stuff and now I'm starting to miss that. That's definitely a possibility. Um, it's also a possibility that you're uh, bringing yourself to the dynamic in a way that is actually causing uh, your ex to want to interact with you more, right? So again, if they initiated contact, it might have been the missing you or the curiosity part that caused them to reach out first, but what really hooked them into actually wanting to continue contacting with you was how you were bringing yourself to the interaction um, after that, right? Because, I mean, like, obviously, if they were curious about you and they contacted you and you were just, like, a total mess, um, they probably wouldn't be super interested in staying in contact with you. But how you're bringing yourself to the interaction, to contacting them, to talking with them and all that stuff, um, it may have been like, hey, this was really enjoyable. I want more of this. I want more of this. And so uh, that's definitely probably something that I could see happening there as well, too. Okay, let's see. Where did we leave off? Keep scrolling up, keep scrolling up, keep scrolling up. Um, that's where we left off. That is the last one we had. Um, James says, when my ex and I broke up a month ago, it was because she said that she had hit an emotional wall. She needed to figure out why she just feels empty all the time. We spoke about the possibility of rekindling things in the future. She said that she still loves me, but she didn't feel in love with me and didn't know why because she felt that we were great together. I mentioned it to her and, I don't know what you mentioned to her, um, and she said that when she sorts things out, she has to follow her heart. Um, I've been doing no contact. She moved back in with her mom. It is so unreal. And uh, let's see. I think that's the last comment I see from James. So uh, let's just go ahead. Okay, so when your ex says that they love you, but they are not in love with you. Um, what it means is that something in the dynamic, in the emotional connection between the two of you has shifted and changed. So obviously when the two of you got together, something felt great, something felt wonderful, something felt amazing. And through time, something has shifted. So I would ask you what has shifted that has caused the dynamic to go from hey, this is really great, I'm into you, let's be in a relationship, let's be boyfriend and girlfriend, to I love you but I'm not in love with you, I need some space, I need some time. Uh, what has shifted? Has it been 
and, and you know, it could be something related to you, it could be something related to her, it could be something related to life events that are happening. Um, you know, for example, like if maybe you lost your job or something like that, she could see you being more depressed and it might uh, cause her to see you in a different light. Or maybe if she's going through some sort of um, maybe family drama or something like that as an example, it can cause her to maybe change her priorities in life and so on and so forth. Or maybe there's just, maybe the two of you have just started taking each other for granted um, and that causes the emotional connection to sort of uh, disconnect a little bit. So it really kind of depends on what happened but you want to focus on strengthening that emotional bond, okay? So look at what happened. Look at if that's something that it's possible for you to not only reverse, but to actually improve upon so that she knows that she's not just getting back into the status quo of the way things used to be, but she's getting back into something better than the status quo of the way things used to be. Um, and that's really what I'd recommend you doing in that particular situation, okay? All right, guys, so once again, uh, give this video a thumbs up if you like what we're doing here and subscribe to the channel if you're not already and if you are interested in personal coaching or group coaching of some sort please check out the link in the description box down below and sign up for that interest list so that you will be getting insider information and notifications over the next I don't know week or so um, as we start to put this whole program together and so that I can actually have a uh, coherent offer to make to you guys